Welcome, church. Welcome. 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 Today's message, ungrateful heart. Ungrateful heart, church. We must beware in this season of an ungrateful heart. In this season, our hearts will be on display. The hearts of God's people will be on full display in this season, church. We must beware, must beware of how we communicate with others, how we talk to others, how we speak to others. Things we do, things we say to others. For we know this is the season of gratefulness. This is the season of Thankfulness. This is the season of love and kindness. But that ungrateful heart will find its way to show itself. To show itself. And we must be aware. Because it's in us. That ungrateful heart is in us, church. That's that unclean nature that we carry around daily. That seeing nature in us, that is not going anywhere. The flesh, that is not going anywhere. That flesh that we have to control, that we call on the name of Jesus to help us. Amen? Ungrateful hearts. Commonly or uncommonly, we display it. I think about a a relationship or a marriage, ungratefulness, not knowing. You have a marriage with the husband, supposed to do this in the marriage. The wife, supposed to bring this to the marriage. It's like a job. You get no thanks for what you are supposed to do. So there's no gratitude. There's no appreciation. And we ought to be thankful for a union that God has brought together in his name, in his name. So this morning, I made sure that I was covered. This morning before service, I thank my wife for all that she do, all that she brings to this ministry. (laughs) And to our marriage. (laughs) Unthankful heart. What about the unthankful heart of our little ones? Or big ones. Or big ones. I I give them a pass because I don't think that they know that they are being ungrateful. Ungratefulness in our children. I have four, three girls and one boy. And in my mind, in my mind, I call them the ungrateful four. (laughs) In my mind, I call them the ungrateful four. Daddy, barely get a thanks. Daddy never gets a pat on the back. The word appreciation is not heard. It's not heard. I call it ungrateful. 
They say, you daddy, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> what can I say about that? What can I say? But we have our kids like that. We allow them in this generation, they don't know what lack is. They don't know what lack is. So they don't know really ungratefulness. They don't know it because we, gave, we give them so much, so much. But we give them a pass. We give them a pass. What about that ungrateful of a close relative or a close friend? Ungratefulness. That hurts. When it's that close, that hurts, don't it? That cuts deep when it's that close. We throw up our hands when it's that close. I'm done. I'm done. That's it. No more. No more. Don't call me no more. Don't call me. You have used me for the very last time. That's it. That's it. No more forgiveness. I'm not helping you no more. Ungratefulness. Ungratefulness. But what if Jesus would say that to us? What if Jesus threw up his hands and said, no more? No more. No more forgiveness. I'm not receiving your repented words no more. Jesus said, I'm done. You have turned your back on me for the very last time. What if Jesus did that to us? Ungrateful hearts. So I want to talk about the ungrateful hearts of God's people, church. The ungrateful heart of God's people. You and I, the church as a whole, the body of Christ as a whole, our ungrateful Hearts towards the Lord. Have we forgotten? Have we forgotten why? Why we accepted the call of God to say yes to Jesus and no to ourselves? Have we forgotten, church? By faith, we answered that call. Our faith led us to answer that call. We put our faith in action by answering that call. We act as if God is satisfied with us, as if we are doing a good job. We act as though we deserve a break from God, that we have done enough work and we deserve a break. It seems as if we have gotten relaxed and we think that our salvation is totally complete. The work of our faith is not complete. It's not complete, church. Even though our sin debt has been paid through the finished works of Christ, 
even though we are redeemed through the finished works of Christ. And we are saved by grace through our faith. Through our faith. Not by our works. But the work of our faith is not complete. The work of our faith, church, is not complete. As long as we're still breathing, the work of our faith cannot stop. Cannot stop. Jesus needs us. The work is not done. The work of our faith is to do the will of God through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Our faith will lead us to do the good works of God, church. Our faith will lead us to do the good works of God. Not the works of us, but the work of God. Put that faith into action, church. The ungrateful heart, the ungrateful heart. At the root of the ungrateful heart is a selfish spirit. A selfish spirit. See, when we allow that selfish spirit to live in us, the work of God will not be done. It will not be done. When that selfish spirit arises in us, it won't glorify God. It won't glorify God. That selfish spirit will only glorify itself. Itself. See, that selfish spirit, it won't worship God. It will not worship God. It won't praise God. It only worship itself. It will only praise God. Itself, church. See, that selfish spirit will not do the works of God. But it will gladly, gladly do the desires of the flesh. It will gladly do the works of the flesh. Everything that is against God, against Jesus, that selfish spirit will be willing to do. We'll be willing to do, church. See, that ungrateful heart will not allow our faith to work. It will not allow our faith to work. And we know this, faith without works is what? Dead. Dead faith. Dead faith. Dead faith can't help the Lord. Dead faith have no place in the church. And sadly, this is what we've been seeing. This is what we've been seeing. I don't know if it's a trick of the enemy with this pandemic, but this is what we have been seeing. Somehow, Satan has crept into the minds of God's people. And told them that church is not necessary. Told them that the gathering of the saints is not necessary. Told them that our faith is not necessary. 
it's okay to have stagnant faith. That we can take a season or two off to feed the flesh, and it's okay. And it's okay. But it's not okay. It's not okay, church. There's work to be done. All in the name of Jesus. All for the name of Jesus. There's work to be done. Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Amen. This is what Paul is saying. Continue the work of your faith. Continue the work of your faith. Do not turn your back on Jesus now. Do not. Do not turn your back on Jesus now. As though God is not watching us. As though it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to feed the flesh. Paul is telling them that there's work to be done. Our salvation is not complete, church. It's not. We must finish the race and faithfully complete our journey here on earth for his good pleasure. Not our good pleasure. His good pleasure. And we must do it with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling. Do any of us still have the fear of God in us? Do any of his people still have the fear of God in us? Let it show. Let it show. That means complete reverence, serious reverence of God, serious reverence of who God is, not what he does, who he is, who he is. Because the work of our faith is never ending. It's never ending, church. As long as we are living, we are living to glorify God. We're living to glorify God. If you have your Bibles today, church, I want us to journey through Luke 17, starting with verse 11 through 17. Luke 17, starting with verse 11, 17. Jesus and the 10. Jesus and the 10. The ungrateful heart. The ungrateful as Jesus continued towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And he entered a village there. Ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, 
They were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Sumerian. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God, to give glory to God? except this foreigner. And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Has healed you. The ungrateful heart. The ungrateful heart. Jesus asks, didn't I heal ten men? Didn't I heal 10? Did not 10 get healed? Where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Jesus says. And only one came back to glorify God, to thank Jesus. One. One. Out of ten. Ungratefulness. Ungratefulness. It's evil. It's evil. It's poison, church. It's poison. Crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They yell. And only one of them came back to thank him. One. One. But all of them called on the name of Jesus. All ten called on the name of Jesus for healing, to be saved. And only one returned to thank him. One. One showed gratitude. How many of us has called on the name of Jesus? How many of us are still doing the work of Jesus? How many of us are still doing the work of our faith that we told Jesus, that we promised Jesus that we would do? How many of us, after calling on the name of Jesus to help us, to save us, Having received God's love, God's grace, God's salvation, all of his physical and spiritual benefits, we must never, never, ever forget to thank him for what he has done. Never. For what he has done for us should cause us to approach him with grateful hearts, church. With grateful hearts. Do we love the Lord this morning? 
So I ask the question, where has all God's people gone? Where has all God's people gone, church? The enemy has a plan. The enemy has a plan. Because I think we're still here. I think we are still here. But it's hard to separate us. It's hard to recognize us, church. It's hard. As if we can only be found for these two hours here in the sanctuary on Sunday. Because as soon as we walk out those doors, we blend right in. There's no more separation. Not that we're perfect by no means. Not that we're better than anyone by no means, church. But the Bible tells us in Christ that we are sanctified. That we are made wholly separated for the works of God, church. That we are separated for God. How can we distinguish the two if we blend in? We are called to be separate, called to be holy. The Bible tells us that some would stray. That some will go their own way, regardless of the sacrifice of Jesus, regardless of the commitment that was made in the name of Jesus to do the works of Jesus, in which we were called to do, church. Even though we know the Lord, even though we know him. Even though we cried out to him for salvation, for help to save us. Just as those ten cried out to Jesus and nine walked away. Nine walked away. Don't let it be us. Don't let it be us. Romans 1.21 For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give him thanks. But they became foolish in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. They knew God. See, this is what happens when we allow that ungratefulness to seep into us, church. Because even though we know God, we become proud. We become proud. And we don't honor him as God. We don't honor him as God because somehow, some way, we think that this work started with us. We think this work started with us. But the Bible tells us being confident in this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day 
of Jesus Christ. Amen? But Jesus hasn't come back yet. So there's work to be done. It's not perfected in us yet, church. Jesus has not returned. But the way things are going, he's on his way. He's definitely on his way. So what are God's people doing? So what are God's people doing, church? See, we can come together and listen all day. We can come together and listen all day. Romans 2, 13. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. Who will be justified. It's one thing to hear about the works of the Lord, and it's another to do the works of the Lord, church. Jesus says in Luke 10, 2, and he said to them, the harvest, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. That's us. That's us, church. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest, church. Amen? We definitely need prayer for God's people to return to work. <laughs> we definitely need prayer for God's people to return to work, church. Yes, yes, yes. Remember, church, we are servants. We are servants of the Lord. And everything we do, we do unto the Lord. And everything that we have comes from the Lord comes from the Lord. 1 Corinthians 4, 7. For who makes us different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? What do you have that you did not receive? And you did not receive it, why do you boast as though you did? We sit here as if we created all this ourselves. That our faith started with us. So we can stop and go anytime we want to. Because it's up to us. That work began with us. But we know this. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So that no one could boast. No one could boast. We can't boast for what we got, church. It's the blessings of the Lord. The blessings of the Lord. Be grateful. Be thankful. Because there is hope. There is hope for God's ungrateful people. There is hope. Hallelujah, there is hope. There is hope for the ungrateful. Hallelujah. The very one we knowingly and unknowingly turn our backs on. And we walk away from. 
the very one knowingly or unknowingly that we take for granted. The very one that we will call on in our time of trouble. The very one that we will call on in our time of sorrow, in our time of hurt, in our time of pain. When someone puts us down, we call on him. The very one that we are ungrateful to, knowingly or unknowingly. Jesus. Jesus is our hope, church. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is the hope of the world. He is the hope of the world. He can heal that ungrateful heart that we carry around. Even though it's in us, but when we call on the name of Jesus, he won't let it come out of us. He tells us to stuck this. Keep it in. Keep it in. Jesus is the hope. Amen. Amen. And as we prepare to close, church, we know this. We know this. God is a good God. God is a good God. Because without Jesus, there's no hope. There's no hope for us. We can walk around in our mess. He can leave us in our mess. But when we call on the name of Jesus, things happen. Things happen, church. Miracles happen when we call on the name of Jesus. Healing happens when we call on the name of Jesus. Our sins are washed away when we call on the name of Jesus. God would never leave us nor forsake us, church. Even when we battle with that ungrateful heart. God still loves us. He still loves us, church. Scripture tells us that God is patient with us. Not want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. All to come to repentance. There was the story. I was watching TV uh, this past week, probably watching something that I ain't had no business watching, honestly. <laughs> but there was a nugget in there. That was a nugget, and I was so shocked. And I was laying there watching TV, and there was this man, he was showing this, this young boy, young man, that went astray from his parents. And he went, he was rebellion against everyone. But he took him in and gave him a job. He gave him a job uh, clearing out horse manure. And the young man was, didn't want to do it. He did not want to do it. But he did it. He powdered about it. And he did it. And the man was being stern with him. But he came to him. He watched him for a minute and he came to him. And he said, this is the key, young man. This is the key. Always remember, you don't deserve it. Always.
just remember, you don't deserve it. And it's stuck. And it's stuck. None of us deserve God's love. None of us deserve God's blessings. None of us deserve God's salvation. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. The ungrateful heart, church. And as we close this morning, if we could stand to our feet. I want us to pray. Pray over Psalm 139. Let's bow in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have tested me. So you know all about me. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You know my thoughts far away. You know where I go and where I lay down. You know everything I do. Lord, you know what I want to say even before the words leave my mouth. You are all around us, in front of me and behind me. I feel your hand, Lord, on my shoulder. I am amazed at what you know. It is too much for me to understand, God. Your spirit is everywhere I go. I cannot escape your presence. If I want to go up to heaven, you will be there. If I want to go down to the place of death, you will be there. If I go east where the sun rises or go to live in the west beyond the sea, even there you will take my hand and lead me, oh God. Your strong right hand will protect me. I suppose I wanted to hide from you and say, surely the darkness will hide me. The day will change to night and cover me. Even the darkness is too not too dark for you. The night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same. You form the way that I think and feel. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I know how amazing that was, oh God. You could see my bones grow as my body took shape hidden in my mother's womb. You watched my body grow there. In your book, you wrote about all the days planned before me and before any of them happened. Your thoughts are beyond my understanding, God. They cannot be measured, God. If I could count them, they would be more than all the grains of sand. But when I finish, I would just have begun. You murderers, get away from me. God, kill those wicked people, those who say bad things about you. Your enemies use your name falsely, Lord. I hate those who hate you. I hate those who are against you. I hate them completely, oh God. For your enemies also are my enemies. God, examine me and know my mind. Test me and know all of my worries. 
Make sure that I am not going the wrong way. Lead me on the path that has always been right. Oh, mighty God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. These altars are open in the name of Jesus.